You're listening to the CXMH Podcast. CXMH is a podcast at the intersection of faith and mental health. Hey, welcome back to the show. My name is Robert Vohr. I'm one of your hosts, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Dr. Holly Oxlandler. Blech. Dr. <laughs> Holly Oxlandler. I've said your name a thousand times. Ah, uh, that's okay. That's fine. Well, how are you? How are you doing today? <laughs> oh, I'm doing great. How are you doing, Robert? I'm good. Yeah, excited to chat with you for a bit. I know. Yeah, today has definitely been one of those just go, go, go days. And I know we had planned like an hour ago to chat. And then I just looked up the clock and was talking with my colleague trying about something else and realized, oh my goodness, I forgot to call Robert. And so that's kind of just where we are today, or at least where I am. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's where I am. What about you? How How are you doing? I'm good. I've been doing a little bit of just like writing and things like that, trying to make some progress on just, you know, getting some thoughts out of my head about a variety of things and had a an interesting moment a bit ago. I know we've talked before about uh, kind of like feeling stuck in a, in something like that and then kind of like mm-hmm. jumping out and saying, and like kind of by default saying, well, I'm, I guess I'm scrolling through Instagram or uh, looking for a snack, even though I'm not hungry or whatever. And so kind of went through that whole process and then like paused and then thought back through it of what had just happened in the span of, you know, three minutes. Yeah. Uh, and so just like in real time, which is the, all of that type of thing is part of what I was, you know, kind of stuck in writing about. So I thought, mm-hmm. well, I'll, I'll just write about this and just kind of processed through what had just happened in that process while writing about it. Yeah. No, that's good. I mean, that's good that you're paying attention to that. And yeah, that's and and writing through that. And I'm actually I kind of want to commend you that it was only three minutes because I feel like I've had those moments and it's easily much longer, you know, well, it's certainly the first time that it happened today or anything like that, (laughs) because I've been, you know, had a pretty flexible day full of uh, time for working on stuff like that. But, you know, it's it was interesting. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. And it's good that you got to write through it. And then are you able to like get back on, on track a little bit? Uh, Well, I started that process and then uh, you called. And so then we hopped on here. Oh, sorry. I interrupted. No, no, not at all. It's totally great. (laughs) It's a good kind of mixing it up from just sitting here and trying to do the same thing all day long or whatever. So yeah, yeah. So I'm curious when you like when you write, do you like doing longer chunks like, like all day or like half day or are you like a... 30 minute writing chunk, you know, type person. What what works yeah. for you? Um I'll let you know when I know. <laughs> I think. Uh, no, I like kind of traditionally have been like a uh, kind of like moment of inspiration kind of writer. Like I'll think of something and then I'll like, you know, if I kind of have the the urge, then I'll sit down and kind of write all my thoughts out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which is why my any kind of like blogging or social media posting or whatever is very few and far between because that doesn't happen all that often, mm-hmm. which I think is part of what I'm trying to learn how to do is like show up and consistently work at it versus like, oh, well, when you get this flash of oh, this would be cool then like write about that. But that's not a a consistent way to do anything. And so I think that's part of what trying to work through the like, what what, what happens when it's like not easy? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because sometimes like the few and far between things that happen tend to be easy because it's in a moment of like kind of more inspiration. But Mm -hmm. that is not 
I mean, that's like once a month or whatever, you know? Right. So yeah. It's not really that helpful. So trying to work through the what happens if I sit down and the words aren't jumping out. Yeah. Like what how do to I do with that. Yes. That's, but that's, I mean, that's really good that you're sitting with it. It sounds like you're sitting with it though, rather than just wanting to jump out. Although you we'll got see. your three we'll minute. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to say that, uh, I don't know. We'll see. The most recent time was definitely shorter because I kind of thought through it, but it's a process. Yeah. No, that's good. That's It is a process. You're right. And I really – one of the things I feel like I've learned over the years with writing too is that it changes with each season too. So there are certain times of the year where I feel like it it just changes um, or based on what you're writing about or, you know, whatever it is. Um, But as long as you stay in the process, I think that's what's most important. So it's good that you're doing that. Yeah. Well, That's we'll awesome. see. We'll see how it turns out. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I know we don't. We, we were just uh, when we hopped on, we said I don't. I don't think I did anything super exciting in the past week or, or anything like that. Uh, but how has the last week been going? Or we can just kind of jump right in. You know. Yeah. Up to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, there. You're right. There wasn't a whole lot of ex- super exciting stuff. I will say, I know I had just mentioned, and you're probably going to roll your eyes at me for bringing this up, but um, the other day was Research Administrator Day, and I was geeking out over that on Twitter and celebrating <laughs> all of my faculty and the incredible good social work research that they're all involved in. So, you know, the research sphere was a little was pretty active on. Um, earlier this week. And so that was fun. Um, but yeah, there's a, you know, I, I, I'm feeling like this, a little bit of a the lull from like, you know, we're now a month into the semester and like the rhythms are there and that's been great. And now I'm looking to this upcoming month with October, I've got a bunch of travel for different conferences. I'm sorry to say that there are no symposiums. Uh, I don't have any symposium that's Boo. coming out. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, but conferences, those are happening. So um, so that'll be good. And and I'm just, I, I'll be honest, I'm just, I'm realizing there are ways in which I'm, I've been running just so fast with doing a lot of things to get ready for conference season and to get ready for different things that I'm working on right now uh, within the school social work that you know, I am having to pay more closer attention to needing to slow down and actually uh, recognize those things that are happening and pausing to to note them as they're happening rather than just running on to the next thing a little bit more intentionally than than usual just because of uh, how quickly I've been having to move lately. So, so there hasn't been anything super big that's, you know, in the last week, but but just a little bit of observation of of where I need to slow down um, is something that I've been doing this week. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So, nice. but yes, you want to shift into this week's episode? Yeah, absolutely. Tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. Oh, y'all, I'm so excited for you to get to hear this one. So we have Rivers and Robots on this week. Um, who, if you have been listening to CXMH for a while, you have heard their music. They are our intro um, and outro music each week. Uh, their song "Fall Down" is what we uh, use to kick off the show um, and to end it. And um, they had come out to the States uh, about a month ago or so, and my daughter Callie and I and uh, my pastor Mary Alice Birdwhistle, the three of us had gone out to see them in Austin, and I asked them while, they, while we were there if we could bring them out of the show. And so, lo and behold, 
we have them on the show this week. So uh, we get to hear all about them and their, you know, their music and kind of their journeys into this music and really this ministry that that their music is. It's, you know, you'll hear about some of the ways in which they're they're really using this space as, as a ministry platform and just using a lot of their resources to give back to a lot of groups and communities. And so, yeah, and my my kids love their music. So you'll get to hear a little bit from Callie and Oliver too in this episode with them talking yeah. about it. So, yeah. yeah. Well, one quick note from me. When we recorded this, I was actually driving back from a suicide prevention training that I had done that morning. Mm -hmm. And so I am sitting in the outside part of a Starbucks for this recording. So I'm not entirely sure what my audio sounds like, but if it's bad, I apologize in advance. Oh. I don't think it should be too bad. I'm not sure. When I edit, obviously, I'll you know make sure that there's no nothing crazy in there. But, you know, just heads up. Yeah, no, I think I mean it sounded it sounded okay when we were chatting, but but I know sometimes technology can be technology and just a little bit tricky. So yeah, but I'll enjoy the ambient sounds of cars driving by. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, y'all. Well, I really hope you enjoy this episode, and yeah, I I, I can't wait to listen back through it. There, I will say there were a lot of little nuggets that came from this conversation that um, I really, I want to circle back to. So I can't wait to listen to it again. And I hope you get to yeah. enjoy them it as well. All right. Well, here's our interview with Rivers and Robots. Enjoy y'all. Hi, Rivers and Robots. This is Callie and I'm a big fan of y'all and I really like your music. Bye. Why are pressing Say hi, Rivers and Robots. I press a button. I know, you won't press a button. Say hi, Rivers and Robots. I hi, Robots. I know, Robert. This pretzel. I took. I took. Are you a pretzel? Hey, do you like their music? Yeah. What's your favorite song? A pretzel. They don't have a song called Pretzel. It's right here. It's in my hand. Oh, yeah, that's in your hand. What about. Do you like the song? Yeah. Well, which one? Mine talks radio. Do you like Satisfy? No. You like Author and Perfector? Yeah. Yeah. These are. Those are your pretzels. Okay. These. Say bye, Rivers and Robots. Bye, bo 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 Hey, welcome back to the show. So today we have the special honor of having Rivers and Robots joining us to talk a little bit about them and their work and their music. If you are a longtime listener, you probably have come across, well, you absolutely have come across their music as we use a bit from their song, Fall Down, in our intro. Rivers and Robots started as a solo project of Jonathan Ogden from Manchester uh, with the aim of releasing worship songs with a creative sound, often based directly on biblical passages and produced mostly at home with a laptop, keyboard, and guitar. In 2012, Jonathan grew the project into a full four-piece band that has since had the opportunity to lead worship and do mission trips all over the world. Um, the band now lives as missionaries and spends their time leading worship in churches, clubs, and festivals, uh, hosting monthly worship nights in gig venues around Manchester and running a nonprofit organization called Set Sail, aiming to rise up creative worship and art in the UK. 
And today the band consists of Jonathan Ogden, who is with us and who provides vocals, guitar, and keys. Nathan Sterling, who provides bass and vocals. Caleb Chu, who provides drums. And Philip Chibata, who plays the guitar. And we have Jonathan, Nathan, and Philip on the call with us today. Yeah, Y'all, how are you doing? Good. Thanks for having us. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thanks so much for being here. I realized that Caleb wasn't here uh, when we had just gotten off the, the Google Hangout. Yeah. Sad that he couldn't join us, but no. so grateful that y'all are here. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, have, I, I have to ask, Nathan, do you remember getting an email from me about using your song for the intro? I think I probably do, actually, yeah. We've had, we've had a few emails from people doing podcasts. Um, yeah, we just love it. We love it that you want to use our music. It's really, really cool. Yeah, I just looked it up, and uh, it was in December of 2016 that uh, we exchanged emails. So I was curious if oh, wow. you know if that was like, oh yeah, I remember that, or like I don't know, we get a million of them, or <laughs> no, no, it's cool. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so awesome. Well, I know for me, it was Robert had asked me to join the podcast or to be a guest at some point last year, and it was through learning about this podcast that I had come across y'all's work and your music. And oh wow. Yeah. And I know, you know, I've told you all that your music, like this is majority of mornings that I'm writing. Um, y'all are what I'm listening to. And I'm just so, so grateful for the music that y'all have created for us. Yeah. Do y'all need my address to send a royalty check? <laughs> <laughs> I can I'll provide I'll provide it afterwards. We'll talk. Yeah. Email, that's fine. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, besides what I had kind of covered in the little intro and in your fancy bio there, is there anything else that y'all would like to add? Um, I don't know. I think you you pretty much covered it. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Well, let's start with just talking about the story of Rivers and Robots overall and how y'all have come to be, come together and come to be where you are Mm. today. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I guess I can start. So I'm Jonathan. Um, So as you mentioned, I started off the project, I think I was like 18 years old. So I kind of grown up, I'm the youngest in a really big family. I'm quite a musical family as well. So my dad used to be a worship leader and used to play in a band and all my brothers and sisters played different instruments and one of my older brothers was a DJ. And so we kind of like grew up with a lot of music in the family. And um, I think being in Manchester as well, it's a very musical city. So we, we have a lot of live music coming through and we get to go to lots of concerts. And especially as a teenager, I used to basically just go and see any band that would come through that sounded interesting, even if I've never heard the music before. <laughs> um, and I just love to explore like different styles and see all the different variety of like genres and styles that were coming through the city. And my parents were helping to lead at a church here in Manchester. And so I grew up as like pastor's kid, being part of the church growing up. And I was always like the really shy kid. So I would like want to be at the back all the time. And I kind of knew how to play an instrument. And I think when you're at a small church and you can play an instrument, you generally tend to get put in the band. <laughs> so um, I was given a role on like bass and electric guitar, but I used to basically hide at the back of the stage and turn the volume to zero so nobody could hear me. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. <laughs> gently strum along um but yeah I was around 16 years old I think where I was really praying about like what my role was to be and like I knew that I wanted to serve Jesus and like live for him and I was reading all these verses about we're all different parts of one body and I was trying to figure out like where do I fit and what kind of area can I get involved in that helps serve the church and when I was 16 years old I felt God called me into leading worship and it was kind of like my worst nightmare because I hated being in front of people 
no one had ever heard me sing and I was just like mm. not what I wanted to do at all and it took me about a year of just sitting at home practicing piano and trying to like sing worship songs and I would just go through our church hymn book and try and like sing through all these songs at home and just build up confidence in actually playing and singing and it was actually in that time that I would find these like new choruses would come out and I'd be like singing through some worship songs and then get a new idea for something and I started to record those in my bedroom and I've always kind of enjoyed music production like just as a teenager I kind of grew up doing a lot of that stuff so naturally my way of recording stuff was to just do it with a lot of electronic music and my laptop and a keyboard and yeah those songs eventually became the first Rivers and Robots album and then that kind of happened around the same time as I just started leading worship so it was all kind of a new learning experience for me like learning how to lead worship and sing and lead people and then writing songs at the same time so yeah. it all kind of rolled together and then I met the other yeah. guy and it's kind of grown from there. But. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I, I was going to say I, I like resonate with so many parts of that because as Holly mentioned, I think maybe before we started recording, but my background was in music. My first degree was in music and things like yeah. that. So even you talked about kind of turning yourself down on the back of the stage and yeah. I have such a specific memory of my brother and I leading worship at one point and I was on keys and keys are like my least comfortable instrument. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We started like the whatever the third song or whatever, and I thought, oh, I have I don't remember this song at all, and so I just turned the volume all the way down on the keyboard and just you know did my thing back there, and yeah. then the next song when I turned it back up, the sound person had tried to you know adjust for it, so then it was way too loud. Uh, but I, I love that, and then even the just recording stuff in your bedroom. Mm. When this when we started this show, the reason that I had all of the audio like any of that is from my um, brief stint of recording like folk albums for myself oh, cool. and things like that. So that's how we had like all the audio stuff for, for even the basis of this show. So yeah. it's, it's uh, you're speaking right to me there. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I love hearing too, just how you were so, when you were so young, you started realizing things. I mean, at 16 mm-hmm. to start getting that tug of, you know, feeling like this, that there's something that you want to do. Yeah. It's bigger than yourself that mm-hmm. um, that is tied into your faith in that way. I think mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Yeah, um, yeah You know, and how fortunate to find that so young. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Cool. There was um, there was a big Christian festival in the UK um, back when we were teenagers called Soul Survivor, and we actually found out later on that each of us had been going to the Soul Survivor event and each felt called to start leading worship mm-hmm. in in our home oh, churches yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm as like 16, 17 year olds. And, and like oh Soul Survivor God. was like Matt Redman and Tim Hughes and all those mm-hmm. kind of guys. Yeah. Uh-huh. But there was a lot of guys our age who were really felt called by God to start leading worship. And yeah. um, it was mainly through that festival probably, yeah. yeah. So That is so cool. Yeah, oh my cool. gosh, I love that. So were you all like at the same festival together, but you didn't yeah. know each other yeah. at that point? We didn't know or... each other back then, yeah. yeah. We were just, just kids in <laughs> kids in a youth group and different yeah. youth groups. And yeah, I think we had a, I mean, this is like the initial lineup of the band. So Philip's from Germany and yeah. Japan. <laughs> from everywhere. Philip and Caleb are from other countries, um, but yeah. 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 The initial lineup that we had, we had this moment where we were talking about the festival and realized we were probably there at the same year, but didn't know each other yet. And then, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. And God was calling us into worship and mm. songwriting and all that. Yeah. So it was really yeah. cool. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Well, Jonathan, you had started talking, you know, just with the history overall, but I would mm. love for y'all to talk about, you know, the name, like how you decided on the name. And yeah. then I want to hear how y'all have come together mm. to be the group that you are now. Yeah, yeah. So the name 
kind of came from this like weird mix of music I was trying to do. So I was like sitting on my piano writing these kind of spontaneous choruses and um, then trying to capture it in a very electronic way. So that was similar to you, Robert. Like I really liked folk music as well and like a lot of the acoustic style. So I was basically trying to mix acoustic folk music with electronic music. So I was trying to think of a name that kind of combined those two things. And um, yeah. I thought Rivers and Robots look good because they're both letter R's and it looks nice on the logo. So <laughs> um, <laughs> it was thinking just about those combo of music styles. <laughs> I keep trying to find a Bible verse, but you yeah. can't find any robots anywhere. A lot of people try to think or try to ask us. And, like, <laughs> they think there's like some kind of profound name, like <laughs> meaning behind it, but it's it's basically what we do. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I think that's so cool. Well, and it's, you know, just how there are things that are different, but they still kind of go together, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Very diverse, different ways of, uh, I love that. So yeah, tell yeah. us a little bit about how y'all have come together and how, because I know over the time it seems like it was Jonathan and then Nathan joined in and y'all had yeah. some other members before, mm. but then yeah, so, Caleb and Philip. Yeah. So go ahead. Yeah, no worries. So I, I met Jonathan, was it about eight years ago? Yeah, about that. We were, we were both working for this Christian charity in Manchester that does a lot of evangelism in prisons and schools and all of this kind of stuff. And we weren't in um, any of the outreach teams. We were just um, working behind the scenes doing admin and graphic design and all that kind of stuff. I met Jonathan just on lunch breaks um, and we'd talk about music. We'd talk about what we felt God was doing and all this kind of stuff and really connected. Mm. And then um, Jonathan just one day showed me some of the music he'd been working on, just some of these home recordings. Um, and the first song I heard was um, You Saved My Soul which was on the Take Everything album. And I, mm. I just said to him immediately, I was like, if you want to turn this into a band, I'm definitely up for it. <laughs> yeah. um, and the initial lineup, we were all kind of connected to this Christian charity in Manchester called mm. The Message Trust. And yeah, we yeah. just sort of met and just started trying to learn these crazy songs Jonathan was writing. Um, <laughs> yeah, some of it came out of necessity as well because it was like, we started to get invites to play at things. And mm. um, my literal like long-term goal for the band was put a couple of songs on Facebook for my friends to hear. <laughs> and then huh. we started getting emails from like Chile and America and Brazil. Yeah, and around saying, the world. Can you come play at this event? And mm. I'm like, I don't even know how to do that. So. Yeah. And we just we just kind of went where, where doors opened and we've yeah. never really tried to make things happen. Mm-hmm. We just kind of followed where we felt God was leading us and it mm. just kind of grew and grew and grew. And then we, we recorded all things new together. Yeah. And that's probably where it really started to yeah. become a full-time thing then. So, mm. yeah. yeah. And then you guys, after you uh, got the All Things New, they went on a tour. And it was a Europe tour, but it was yeah. mostly Germany. And <laughs> that's when they came to our city. Um, I, I got to host them, which was really yeah. cool, uh, in a city called Münster. So we played at Philip's <clears throat> home church in Germany. Yeah, That's awesome. When we first met Philip. Yeah, yeah, which was amazing. I met the whole band, you know, and uh, you know, I just got to like just spend time with them. And, and I heard more about their, you know, their, their calling and their vision towards like what that they want to be missionaries in the music and in the worship. And that's something that for me too, like I've always wanted to do as a person listening to worship and hearing different stuff for me, it kind of like as a worshiper, and I'm also a worship leader uh, serving my own church. And I always thought like, well, you know, making money out of worship seems a bit, you know, but these guys, when they told me about their mission and how they use their merch and everything to, to further the ministry and mission that they're doing, it really just inspired me, um, and that's when we've been just staying connected and yeah. 
you know, I do my own thing and I started my own full-time uh, ministry in worship and music in Germany, helping out local churches and um, doing my own music. I recorded my music, my solo music with uh, these guys too, actually in Manchester. And that's when, yeah, we got yeah. talking. Yeah. They needed a guitarist and, you know, I was in the ministry and I happened to play guitar too. <laughs> <laughs> we, kept, um, we, kept joking, we kept joking and saying uh, Philip could start the Germany version of uh, Set Sail, <laughs> which is our, our ministry. And then in the end, we, we you ended up moving over here and joining, yeah. joining the main thing. So, yeah. Which was a really, really huge decision given that I'm, I have a child and I'm married. So I'm the only guy that's yeah. married and has a child. So yeah. Yeah, it's been a great journey. Yeah, it's been a crazy journey, but it's been amazing, really. (laughs) Yeah, it's been cool. Yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah. So let me ask y'all. I know you know you offered kind of a uh, a caveat right before we started recording and said, "Well, I'm not really a a counselor or anything like that," which I think that's probably good, right? Because not not everyone is. But I do want to ask about how you view music as connected to kind of your own personal mental health, maybe in like a broad sense. You know, if we set aside like specific diagnoses or whatever but I know for me music and creativity in general but music was always kind of a way that I turned to help process through things or Mm -hmm. uh, you know work through kind of some of the the harder times and things like that so is that similar to y'all where you say hey we use this to benefit our mental health even if you're not you know speaking from like a Mm. official counselory type place Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um yeah I think for me music's like one of the ways that I process things that's going on in my life and especially like things that I feel God's speaking to me and it's almost like journaling kind of um yeah way of processing thoughts and emotions through songs and for me I've had like very kind of specific experience with it with I think it was maybe three years ago four years ago we were just working on the Eternal Sun album which is the fourth album I think um (laughs) and I think I was just in a really weird time of life where I think I was still getting used to like traveling and being on the road and kind of moving from this little bedroom project into a full thing and trying to like handle a lot of different commitments at the same time. I was like part of teams for like three or four different ministries, working full time, trying to do the band at the side as well. And I kind of experienced like a burnout type thing. Um, And I used to just wake up sometimes and just, I don't know officially what it was, but I would describe it as like a heaviness feeling. Like I'd just wake up and just feel like, oh, I just don't want to do today. (laughs) Um, And yeah, just, it would like come at certain times and I didn't fully know like what to do with that. But one of the ways I remember praying about it one time and I felt God say like, he wants me Mm. to worship my way into joy again. And I was thinking a lot about the Psalms and how it talks about like, David specifically mentions like lift your eyes a lot, um, like lift my eyes to the heavens. And I realized a lot of it came from like looking at a lot of situations, stuff that was going on and a lot of like, personal things that were going on in life and yeah, just a whole bunch of like difficult situations. And when I kind of focused on all of that stuff, it kind of got really overwhelming. But when I actually like lifted my eyes and looked mm. at who God was and tried to mm. see things from an eternal perspective, like mm. it kind of brought a perspective shift. And yeah, some days it would take me like an hour of just sitting at a piano and singing and worshiping. And eventually like I'd feel this thing lift and like feel that kind of joy and peace again. But it was a real process of like learning how to get back to that place through uh, music played a big part of that and then eventually like a lot of those songs became part of that album and songs like lift up my eyes is like probably one of the most fun songs that we have especially live but mm-hmm. i can attest to that yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah it really came from like a heavy place of like mm. learning to actually 
lift my eyes in those circumstances and like recognize mm. God in those moments and yeah. um yeah just worship my way back into that joyful place so yeah that's yeah. Been my experience with it yeah. <laughs> that's beautiful from, yeah I think for me um given that I've been living in many different countries, I think the biggest uh, step was when I moved to Japan when I was 12. Mm. And I didn't know how to speak Japanese. And if you're in Japan, if you don't speak Japanese, you can't really do anything. So I didn't ma really make friends. And I think music became a way of communication. Mm. Um, and that was really big. That's where I started playing drums. And I realized that if I play drums, I could play in the worship team or, you know, I get to communicate with them that way. But I think when it came to like worship, it was something that really spoke even more than just languages and just having a good time. But it was really just worshiping together with your brothers and sisters was something so amazing. Mm. And so I could really tell you that, like, I couldn't speak Japanese, but when I played guitar and I worshiped with my spirit, I was connected to them and I was able to have community and communion with them. And that was amazing. And after that, I moved to Israel too. And I didn't know how to speak is you know, Hebrew, but when we worshiped, I, I felt I was there. I was able to worship in that music, in that worship. And then I moved to Germany too, and I was able to do that too. And now we're here and we're able to use music as a huge opportunity to communicate and to point, yeah, just our, our art and our worship and our words mm. to the Lord. And, yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. Right before you started, I was typing in the show notes that we like ask questions from, and I typed music as universal language. Because mm -hmm. I do, I, I have this, you know, if you go anywhere at any point in history to any culture that has never been connected, there's always some form of music. And I, I yeah. do think there's something about music being able to express things that maybe we don't have language for. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, I mean, if oh, yeah. you listen to like a triumphant piece of music, anywhere you go, people are going to feel that, you know, like there's this very visceral, universal thing about music yeah. that is yeah. exactly what you were saying, you know, and I, I think that's part of what makes it so powerful to, to process uh, yeah. through or to connect with each other yeah. I think there's um there's a power as well in the fact that I believe like because we're doing Christian music as well like so I I kind of get like music itself is a, a language that everyone understands but right. then there's that spiritual element as well of like focusing on the Lord and like just like the presence of, of God as well like that I think is really powerful about I think sometimes in Christian music, you know, if you, if you can get past all the slogans and all of that kind of stuff, we're actually um, like meeting, meeting the person of Jesus as well, you know, and in those times of worship and encounter, like, you know, we begin to feel the peace of God, we feel the presence of God, and there's this like whole spiritual element as well, like, um, you know, that in his presence, there's, there's fullness of joy and, you know, that he's the Prince of Peace and there's something about just resting in his presence mm -hmm. and, and just mm -hmm. taking that time out to just enjoy being with the Lord. And mm -hmm. um, I find that's, that's a real place of healing. Uh, there's like a, a deeper kind of spiritual mm. thing that hopefully should be there in Christian music, that it's a bit more than just the music, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I find for, for me, like, yeah, that, that brings a lot of peace and a lot of joy mm. um, just in worship and, yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I, you know, I echo everything, you know, that y'all have said and what Robert had kind of raised, um, just seeing music as this sacred, there's something that's so sacred about it, especially, mm. you know, Nathan, as you're mentioning about, the, you know, with Christian music, if there's a way to stir up the 
you know, the, the spiritual side of, of who yeah. we are and, and connect us to a higher power. I, mm-hmm. It's beautiful. And to one another and the transcendence that takes place, especially mm-hmm. when you're in um, a space with others in worship. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I'm just thinking back to y'all's show and I know, you, I think y'all had played Be Still, which mm-hmm. is, I play that almost every Sunday <laughs> at some point during my like journal time. Um mm-hmm. And then I remember when y'all had played Bridegroom and it's like something just shifts <laughs> in that space. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was beautiful. So. <laughs> yeah. So we met these, um, they, they're Christian string quartet. Um, they're all professional musicians that teach at one of the biggest music colleges in our country, but they're all Christians who played on the album. And we, we met them at this conference and we specifically wanted them to record what they do, you know, because... Um, there's something about um, worship, isn't there, and about playing skillfully before the Lord. Like, you know, when David would play his harp over Saul and bring healing there, like we just, we we felt mm-hmm. that with these guys that we wanted them to be on that record. And Yeah. Yeah, yeah those guys are really cool. They're basically like, they would do this project called uh, Sound Portraits that we heard about where mm-hmm. um, they would go into like museums and art galleries and they basically put out a chair and let people sit in the middle and then they play instruments over them and, they're basically playing like spontaneous music, like, um, and it's all instrumental, but like the actual effect that it has on people, like it moves people so much sometimes. Yeah. They just really understand that, like the power of music and using that in like a spiritual way and using that in a way that is actually like yeah. prophesying over people with sound almost. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this whole other space that I think it's kind of this place where Christian music can go, like, you mm-hmm. know, like that it's not just about the words that we sing but it's mm-hmm. about the the way that we play and and the way that we worship and yeah. um, and the presence of god and that kind of thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah we love that i think music <laughs> itself is like super weird as well <laughs> like i think about it a lot sometimes like it's such a strange thing when you actually like pull it apart to what it is that like sound is just like what is it like vibrations in the air at certain frequencies mm-hmm. yeah that, like, create certain pitches and sounds and like it's so weird that i can use these three notes and it makes people feel sad or like these three notes make people feel happy and like it's so weird that god created us that way to Mm. respond to sound in that way and i just see it as like a real gift from him that like he gave us that as a tool to be able to communicate things that have this like emotional Mm. level to it and there's just so much that can be communicated through sound it's like really strange when you think about what's actually going on Yeah, that's so interesting. Well, and especially for I think one of the really important things too to to note is the the motivation behind the work and the music. And mm-hmm. y'all had started alluding to this a little bit before, but but Philip had started talking about how you know the way that you go about you know the work that you do, it, your ministry, it really is missions. And it's, I mean, y'all had talked a little bit at the concert about how whatever comes in, as much y'all give it back out and do. Mm-hmm right? Isn't that right? Or yeah, explain it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So me and Jonathan, um, sort of initially, we'd we'd been approached by a few record labels to sign these big deals and, and try and make it big in the Christian music scene. Um, But we just felt we wanted to, we're more interested in ministry and more interested in pointing people to Jesus. So we, we initially turned down those deals and set up a ministry and we, we decided we'd take all the Rivers and Robots money that's made from ticket sales, albums, like anything like that. And um, we'll use all of that 
to run missions trips, to do seminars, travel around the world, just telling people about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, we told our friends and family about it and they, they were really on board with it and decided to get behind us and support us as missionaries. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically we won't make any money <laughs> off Rivers and Robots. So if, if Rivers and Robots gets bigger and bigger, like like that's just going to do more ministry stuff. Yeah. And we just live, just fundraising support. And so we yeah. love it. We've been doing it for a few years now and it's, mm. it's going well. So. Yeah. And now that we, I won't send that uh, address for the royalty check because it's going to be negative dollars. So. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Yeah, will definitely help. Um, <laughs> but we love it that way. I mean, I mean, that's the way that we feel led to go. Um, we're not saying it's right or wrong the yeah. other way, but that's just the way we do it. So yeah, I think even for me, like the initial question of me just being in the band, I think for that I would have said no, just if I was just going to play band. But because they're missionaries, because they want to do mission trips, they because they want to do a global uh, movement in that and help uh, not just locally but also, you know, globally. For me, that was a, that was a big opportunity to say yes and yeah, do do missions together with them. Yeah, um, we love it. I mean, we've been in prisons and children's homes and um, done a lot of preaching and different things. We've seen over a thousand people come to know yeah. Jesus um, mm-hmm. just at our events and. Yeah, we love it. That's that's kind of what we're about. So yeah, that's awesome. Oh, well, I remember y'all talking about that at the uh, at the Austin concert, and yeah. um, just being totally blown away that you know, and a lot of us sitting in the audience hearing you talk about that, we're like, wow, wow, that, <laughs> yeah. we just had no idea. It's amazing. Yeah, we've not really um, sung from the rooftops about that, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh well, sorry, I asked the question. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Um, well, so we've talked a little bit about how music is connected to your own personal mental health, but, but just in regards to mental health in general, how are y'all caring for your mental health, especially in this ongoing missions work that you're engaged in? Yeah, I think, I think for me, like there was kind of this weird transition between doing something as a hobby on the weekend, which is music to it becoming a job, um, (laughs) And then all of your friends become your work colleagues. Um, it kind of got a bit all-consuming because I've been in the band now for seven years. Um, and it's kind of like you would spend the weekends with your friends talking about what you're doing at work and that kind of thing. Um, and I think it's been an interesting thing of trying to find space in life just to rest as well. Um, that's been quite a challenge for me. So I've been trying to think of like, different hobbies I can do and that kind of thing um so I bought myself a bike <laughs> just really really simple and I'll just go on a bike ride somewhere on my own for a bit and it's just just things like that just finding that space mm. where you don't have to think about music and ministry yeah. and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff that weighs you down but just finding those kind mm. of quiet moments to yeah enjoy life um like coffee with friends and that kind of thing just really mm. simple things I've found really helpful to try and like enjoy life a bit more again mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah. yeah I think for me it's um I think being with my family being with my wife and our daughter too it just just to remember that that's also the big calling in my life and that there's nothing there's nobody that could replace that there's nobody that could replace me being the husband of my wife or you know the father of my daughter mm. spending time with them and 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 sharing life and uh, listening to my little girl sing out of pitch, uh, singing and play with her out of tune ukulele, and you know, 
and it's that's awesome. that's that really helps me and brings me back to perspective of what we do and why we do it. Yeah. Mm, that's good, Jonathan. Oh yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just trying to figure out what to say. I was going to say as well another thing. I'm quite brutal with um, phone calls these days as well. So <laughs> oh. <laughs> someone rings me after five o'clock, like I I don't tend to answer them anymore. Um, mm. Just guard in your time, you know. Um, those kind of things I think are quite important. Um, yeah. 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 I'm like time management and getting good routines in place has been a big help for me because I think, yeah, like Nathan was saying, when you end up doing the thing that was what you always enjoyed doing and then it becomes like what you do all the time, it's very hard to stop doing it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I found that especially with music and design and like all the kind of creative stuff, it was, I'd do like a full day of working on that and then go home and then stay up till 2am, like still writing more <laughs> songs and doing more design and one of the things we did was when we first set up our ministry, we got an office just to have like an actual place to come and work and then leave. <laughs> um, and just having like a physical location that you leave behind at five o'clock helps you kind of disconnect a little bit and be like, okay, I'm not in work mode now and just find different ways to like not be doing things all the time and like have different yeah. ways to find at home. And for me as well, I think being in a church community has really helped. I'm part of like a really small church it's the same church I've always grown up at, like the one my parents were leading. And there's maybe like 40 people, maybe 50. And like because I've grown up there, like people know me from being a kid. And there's no like, I'm not Jonathan from Rivers and Robots when I'm at church. I'm just Jonathan that's kind of grown mm. up in Manchester. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, just having people that I can like be real with and talk about things. And mm. that isn't just purely around like what I do and like all the things I'm involved in is nice and refreshing. So. Mm. yeah I find that a big help yeah. <laughs> and we try and actually keep that as a good balance in when we're touring so yeah. we tour for like a maximum of three weeks usually and we do that just so that we're actually like connected with family and community back home and local church and not being like one of these bands that's constantly on the road and burning out so <laughs> we try and keep that as like a healthy balance yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah that's good that's good that y'all are mindful of that and setting up mm. those boundaries you know well mm. in advance and being thoughtful and intentional. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. I think when it comes to like creative community, creativity is quite like you're doing it alone and in your, your tiny room and that's your space, you know, a lot of introverts, (laughs) (laughs) but that's why it's so important to have that community to, to share life together. Mm. And that's what we do. Yeah. Mm, That's so good. Well, I know that y'all had just recently published this video, this thank you video that was so generous and it was so, so kind, um, all what you had said. But one of the things that really stuck out in that video was Philip mentioning that y'all have had listeners email y'all about how your music has helped your listeners through, you know, seasons of anxiety and depression and even Mm -hmm. suicidal thoughts. So I'm curious, like what that has meant to you as artists when you hear Mm -hmm. from listeners about how your work is impacting them in this way. Yeah, Yeah, I think it was um, it was a genuine surprise, to be honest, Um, because we when we recorded is we started getting these emails after the All Things New album. And we we just recorded that and we just thought, oh, I hope this is a good album. I hope people enjoy it. You know, we felt like a pressure, like, oh, we've got to make it a good album. And we weren't really thinking about that it would impact people's lives and, and there would be these stories of people meeting with God. And mm. um, we never really thought about, well, I didn't anyway. And then um, 
then we're getting all these emails through and it was incredibly humbling really just to see wow this is actually having an impact on people and um yeah yeah, we get we get like maybe two or three emails a week just coming Mm. through of stories like um it's helped me through anxiety or Mm. um, i've been going through a really hard season and i've been holding on to some of these lyrics and yeah it's um really humbling to see see that Mm. oh yeah yeah i think it kind of becomes real when you hear that kind of stuff like Mm. um even some of the videos we've had the chance to do like a couple of our songs we've had like listeners get involved in the video and like send in clips of them holding the lyrics or lip syncing yes (laughs) Callie and I did that for y'all for one of them but I know it didn't make the cut but (laughs) But next time we'll try again the second one, there was a lot of submissions, wasn't there? Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> like 300 extras that we couldn't put in. It was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> but so many of those are like people that we've seen, like send us emails like this, and then you mm. actually like see the person and the place they live. And yeah. it just like becomes really real that like, oh, these aren't just numbers on a YouTube video. Yeah. It's like these are actual people that. Kind of makes you cry a little bit just yeah. watching the video. You're like, wow, like yeah. real people, you know? Yeah. 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 But yeah, I remember That's seeing like. Some of the first testimonies from people saying how it's like literally helped them through having suicidal thoughts and stuff and i literally just had to like reread it and was like did someone really say that <laughs> yeah. music really help in that yeah. situation like kind of blows me away that it's yeah it's humbling that we get to create something that actually helps people through that and yeah um yeah yeah it's really cool it's really special <laughs> it really is that's yeah. awesome yeah. so to turn maybe to a, a slightly uh I don't know what I'm looking for. Uh, would y'all, I mean, do you each have like a favorite song of yours that if people have never you know, listened to you or this is the first hearing of you or just because I'm curious, uh, any favorite songs that y'all have? Yeah. <laughs> Should I, I go first? Is this Rivers <laughs> and Robots songs? Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear both. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, yeah. no, rivers no. and robots. One rivers and robots favorite song, and then one favorite non rivers and robots song. How's that? Rivers and robots song. I think rivers and robots songs. I'm I'm really enjoying my refuge. It's just a song, pretty much straight from the Psalms. Um, mm. We love those kind of songs. That's probably my favorite rivers and robots one at the moment. Other songs. Hmm. I listen to a lot of like really old school gospel stuff. Like I'm talking like 1960s, like 1970s gospel mm. funk albums. Um, I quite like listening to those in the shower. Have a little boogie in the shower. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's I'm awesome. That. Follow that one. <laughs> my song as well i was gonna say my refuge oh okay well then I'll, I'll, I'll go and i'll let jonathan think of it okay so when it comes to rivers and robots i think the song burn for you really burns in my heart <laughs> i think it's just it's it's you know we talk about burnouts we talk about you know fallouts and being lukewarm and everything but it's always so cool and refreshing to have songs like burn for you you know to return to that first love you know and and, and that that for me it really like it's like a medicine for me. Like when I feel like I need, I need more rivers and robots and I need worship, then I just go into burn for you. And I'm like, yes, yes, this is what I want to sing with, with my family. This is what I want to sing and give my life with my uh, buddies here too. And that's, yeah, that's something that really like resonates in my heart right now. 
a song that is not from Rivers and Robots. I love hymns. Um, it, it's something about it that it's it's been there forever, and the lyrics are just beautiful. And I, I can't say one hymn. There's all these hymns are just beautiful. So like, as a kid uh, growing up in my old church, we had like this hymn book that we sung, and we always sung two songs in hymns with the organ. And for me, like, you know, as a kid, you think like, oh, that's that's weird. You know, I want to hear some drums and guitars and stuff. But for me, I, I found that really beautiful that I'm able to sing with my grandpa together and <laughs> we could just lift our voices and raise our hands yeah. and worship. It's something something amazing about that. Oh, that's mm, that's good. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. All the hymns. All hymns. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the right answer, I think. <laughs> we'll take mm. it. That's awesome. So we have him yeah. and Dancing in the Shower. What a, yep. yeah. third, how do we finish this off? With <laughs> my grandpa. Where does this go next? The Mario theme. <laughs> um, so my favorite Rivers and Robots song, I honestly feel like it changes every week um, depending on what kind of mood I'm in. <laughs> I think most recent favorite is maybe Brighter Than the Sun off the new album. Mm. And yeah, it was just a really fun song to write and it's like one of my favorite themes in scripture, like taken from Revelation 1. And yeah, I just love how it kind of like musically came together. And it's kind of the one when I'm just at home and I want to play something on piano, I tend to play that one. I just find it really fun. And I always love playing it live as well. So <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> That's this week's favorite. non ribs and Robots song. I was going to have a hymn as well before Philip <laughs> claimed all the hymns. Um, <laughs> uh, so there's actually... So this, the song I've been listening to a lot for like the past couple of weeks is um, a song that was written by actually David Brimer, who was part of writing Burn For You as well. He wrote this song with Misty Edwards called Measure of a Man. And it's just like a really simple like acoustic song. I think it's like piano and guitar and the two vocals, but it just sings about like this verse around the measure of a man is the measure of his heart and the measure of his love. And like, it's kind of looking at that day that we stand before Jesus and like, He's not going to look at all the crazy ministry stuff that we did and like how much money we had and all that stuff. It's like the question we get asked is, did you learn to love? And um, I've just been thinking a lot about that of like the fact that that's the thing that matters most in our life is like how we loved in in life and more than all the stuff that we do. So um, mm. yeah, that's the one I've been kind of on repeat for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> that's good. I'm going to have to look that one up. That's yeah. good. I love, I'm glad that we actually got to hear from y'all about not only your favorite of your own song, but of others as well. Um, And it's funny, Nathan, I actually had the lyrics written down for my refuge in the show notes, just because the first time I heard the line where, where y'all saying when anxious thoughts take hold of me, I remember you're the Prince of Peace, you're my place of rest and my escape. Father, you will be my hiding place. It was the morning that the album came out and I was writing and I had to like stop and just, I just sat there and just started weeping. It was just... That song is beautiful. Um, so anyways, so just a nod to that one. And I could go on and on about all of them. But I will tell our listeners that y'all have some beautiful lyric videos that they can go and, and watch and um, yeah. listen to. And so. Hopefully a new music video soon as well. But that's oh, cool. Coming, plug. Be coming, <laughs> coming out soon. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Well, we'll look out for it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So just as we move towards wrapping up a little bit, I I would love to hear 
this is a lot of work that each of you are doing and engaging in. You wake up every day and you give yourselves fully to this music and this ministry um, and this mission work. So I would love to hear what is your continued hope through this music and the work that you do? Yeah, I think I'm just, I'm very encouraged about what I'm seeing in the church, um, especially over here in the UK. It just feels like like the, the younger generation is really beginning to get on fire with like the truths of who God is. And we've got a, a greater love for scripture than before. And just feels like God's doing something fresh. And I just, I wake up every morning just feeling real hope about that. And it's just, it's just good fun. It feels like, um, yeah, it's a great, great time to be alive, a great time to be doing ministry. And mm-hmm. I just feel really, really positive about what God's doing in the church at the moment. Yeah. Just mm. can't help but be encouraged. So, mm. yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think for me, like, it sounds like the most Christian answer you could give, but <laughs> um, I just want to point people to Jesus through what we mm. do and what we write. Um, and like my kind of model for ministry and scripture is like looking at John the Baptist and the way that he just like his whole life and ministry was just about telling people about Jesus. Um, mm. And like, everything was pointed at him and towards him. And then it was never about like trying to take glory for himself or anything like that. It was always just pointing people to Jesus. And mm. um, that's like literally why I write songs. And if I'm not doing that, then I don't really want to do the <laughs> music stuff. Cause yeah. the thing that excites me most is that someone could like hear a song that we've been a part of and like see something new of Jesus through that. And through that, get to know more of who he is and like the more that we can do that, the better. So yeah, I just mm. want people to meet Jesus. <laughs> Hmm. yeah for me i just want to see people saved <laughs> you know <laughs> i want to see his kingdom further on here on this earth it's pretty yeah. pretty simple with those rivers and robots <laughs> <Yeah>. boys <laughs> but really like it, it's also amazing to be able to work with these guys you know um you know working alone it's it's tough and so this ministry is about helping those people who are alone and inspiring and encouraging them and if we're able to do that with our daily work and waking up in the morning and and doing all this job and doing all the admin and typing and emails and all that stuff if yeah. that really inspires and encourages people then that's our job like that that's mm-hmm. great that's so good well, mm-hmm. i love those those i think those are honest and authentic answers and i'm grateful mm-hmm. for each of them Well, if you would like to connect uh, with Rivers and Robots, you can find them on any social media at Rivers and Robots. You can find their music on Spotify, iTunes. Um, I mentioned those lyric videos that they have on YouTube and stay tuned, apparently, for a new music video. We'll also have links to their project uh, Set Sail that will be within the show notes. So you can go ahead and check that out too. Um, if you'd like to connect with Robert, you can find him at robert-4.com or on any social media at Robert4. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me at hollyoxhandler.com or on Twitter at hollyoxhandler. And to connect with the show, you can find us on any social media at CXMH Podcast. Y'all, thank you so much for joining us today for your yep. music, yeah. your creativity. Yep. Do you have any closing thoughts for our listeners today? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I just, just say, like, have a great day. Like, um, yeah, I think for us it's simple. We just, we love Jesus and we love people. And uh, I just think, just enjoy, enjoy the journey. Like, have fun mm. in life and mm. enjoy it. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know. That's I'm going to make really a list deep. of profound closing thoughts for every time this question. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so thank you so much for having us, guys. It's been yeah, awesome to get to chat and share some of the stories. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, of course. Awesome. All right. Well, I hope y'all have a good day. Yeah, you too. Thanks for listening to the CXMH podcast. Want to score some major brownie points? Leave us five stars and an honest review on iTunes. Follow us on social media at CXMH Podcast and email us with questions, comments, and interview requests at CXMHPodcast at gmail.com. A final note. If you're in a dark place today, struggling with suicidal thoughts, you are not alone. Professional help is available 24-7 at 1-800-273-8255.